Welcome back to Talk Show. We toss in topics and talk about it. Joining me today, we've got Nick, we got Aline, we got Gary. So, let's go ahead and toss and talk. How are you guys doing today? Good. Bless. Happy to be back. I'm doing really I want to welcome back Nick after a long, very, very long, long hiatus. Long, 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 long ice cold hiatus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Moving forward. Okay. So basically, you guys are doing good. Everybody had a great spring break? Yes. We've been out for two it weeks. It's very needed, I feel like. It's very fun. I think I got a chance to reset my mind and yeah. just relax and sleep. Like I never had before. And now it's back to the business of sadly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well school is gonna be over soon anyway. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Seven like, more weeks. Like more I'm about to graduate. <laughs> so it's really gonna be over for you. Like, I got to December. This your so. last very last ride. Hey, I'm gonna turn up till then. I wish y'all the best of luck, but I'ma have to go. Nah, I'm just kidding. You I'm next, like, and then Gary, then you, then you gonna be graduating yeah. in May of 2024. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have one more year. <sighs> Must be nice. I'm ready to be done. Same, but I'm not ready for adulting. I feel like we're already living a little bit of adulting right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's true. yeah. But it's gonna be more. Like, yeah. You know, People stop sending money, you know, you on your own now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. If you have not known, we've been gone for the past two weeks, but we're going to close out today with our financial health series. And today we're going to talk about financial health. This time it's financial independence. And to me, financial independence means, I don't, you know, um, it's not doesn't mean rich. It just means you're able to, your bills are paid and you're able to live a little bit, but not too crazy, you know. And living in that financial independence is like building yourself to that point. How do you how do you get yourself to that point? And really, it's also about praying, manifesting, and saying, "I want to get here." And this is exactly what I want to introduce: twenty-one days of believing in God. Starting today, March twenty-first. When you listen to the episode, it'll probably be March twenty twenty-third. But I want to encourage you to join join us on this challenge of twenty-one days of believing in God, believing in Him for what He can do in your life, finances, whatever you're believing in for. Just believing and praying. And trusting in God just to build a bigger and better consistency. That's what the big mainly is about because I've been trying to be more consistent of reading the Bible more, getting into my word, doing my devotionals, because I know sometimes I fall short of that. So, with that being said, 21 days of believing in God starts today and it leads all the way up to Resurrection Sunday. So, you can add us on hashtag, you can add us on social media with hashtag um, believe in God 2023. What do you believe in God? Hashtag, what do you believe in God for? And hashtag Resurrection Sunday 2023. And tag us at Toss and Talk Pod on Facebook and Instagram. If you don't know, we have a Facebook now. Follow us on Facebook at Toss and Talk Pod. Thank you. Yeah, we just created this Facebook account over the break. So, follow us on Facebook. Your grandma's favorite app. Facebook. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Okay. That being said, everybody had a great break. We talked about believing in God. Oh, Revival Night 2023 is happening Friday at the Langston Center. Friday, for, 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 I said I almost said February. March 24th in Langston Center at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Be there. We got the ETSU Gospel Choir singing. We have a lot, and many others performing as well. So stay tuned for that, and it's going to be absolute blast. 
and we have our very own Pastor Ray, Ray, Rayford Johnson speaking, giving an amazing message. And the theme of the night is living and serving and serving is living. So join us as we embark on this amazing night and bring clothes, can't go on us that we go directly back to the Johnson City Homeless Center. And our financial donations go back to for us to continue what we're doing here at South and South as a team. And our organizations for us to have more events just like this. With that being said, let's talk some time. So let's talk some time, children. And what do you want to call it? <laughs> okay. So that being said, I want to start off with what do y'all think financial independence is? Yes. I know what I said on the screen. Just you are financial independence. That's when you can take care of yourself without the worry of what comes next. No, not independence. That that's financial freedom. So independence. Yeah. Well, I have to work. Well, I have to like strain other sources to get an income. I guess you would say. That's that's another definition of it. You don't have to rely on people to get money. Like for example, I know I still rely on my parents a little bit, but I'm building that rely kind of rely on myself independency and financially. That's really what financial independency is and maintaining that. So you got something? Um, my definition would be um be able to um financially um provide for yourself and be able to um make. What's the word I'm looking for? So I have um, a plus, but your second. No, nah, that's not. Be able to be responsible for your responsible for your for your actions as well when it comes to being financially independent. You gotta know when to um, when it's important to like spend things and what's not. Yeah, I mean you gotta know what's important to spend and what's not important. Like for example. You know, you have that bill that's, like, coming up and you need to pay it. But also, your friends are going out to the club and you need to have, and you need to get in for the club. What's more important, that bill or the club? Definitely not the club, but the bill because, like, um, you need to, like, you know, you need to, you need to like, uh, be able to save up and pay for your bills or other stuff as well that's important. All that other stuff, clothes, all the other stuff is not important to you. You know, you gotta be also like mature about it. You can't just like be all willy nilly and spending on everything that you feel like that's what's important. Because like, what if you had something important that was need to be paid off, and like you don't have the money for it to like pay it off? So you gotta make sure, like, you gotta have like some boundaries and some goals in order for you to pay the most important stuff off for you to be financially healthy. So that's my, my that's my um, opinion about financial independence. Okay, I like what you said. I agree with Lena? Uh, well, I kinda like what they both said about it. I feel like, oh, sorry, my voice is really soft. So it's not, so like what they both said about it, cause I think financial, independence and financial freedom are different both are really good but like financial like in the 
is that what is it financial yeah <laughs> so like to me I, I would say it's like where like you can pretty much handle your own finances like even when you're still in school like you know as a college student it's hard to like you know because like you know you spend most of your time in school so you don't have a lot of time to work that like how much you want to so of course you're not going to have as much money as somebody who's out of school and you know in the working force or whatever but you can still reach financial independence it just be a little harder like whether like you know you run a business or you have a part-time job and then you know you just have other streams of income like you you can have more than one stream of income like just seeing like what works for you and what doesn't because yeah so I guess what I'm trying to say it's like basically where you can take care of yourself financially and making sure that you have enough to pay your bills every month and also like extra to also for your own good you know whether you like to travel or you want to shop you know like where you know you're balancing what's most important your priorities like bills and tuition or whatever that may be for you and then like so make sure to uh, enjoy yourself. So, so that's, that's what I think. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> okay. So I would say financial independence is basically everything you guys said. Being able to maintain it. I definitely sometimes, yes, when I first got to college, I just wanted to oh, yeah. just spend. I, I, we had all these food choices. I thought she used all my dining dollars. I was like, let me put my let me put up my debit card. Let me let me get some Chick Fil A. Oh, next day, I want some. Uh, what was it? it shake steak and shake. And I wanted some mango. I did not like mango anymore. But um, that stuff is straight crap. What um, is it? Mayla. I can't. I can't. What's the, the sushi bar? Yeah. I'm never. I walk past her every single day. I can't do it. I cannot do it. It was good at first, but then it just went down the toilet. Mm. Yeah. And then, chick. I would eat Chick Fil A. Get, getting stuff in Chick Fil A. Getting now Taco Bell. Well, they have to, steak and chips place on Taco Bell. But I'm just saying, Starbucks. All these different options I had, and it's just like I'm just spending money. But it's like, okay, I'm not working. I'm here in college trying to get education, but I'm not working. I just keep spending money. So definitely, like, building the independency of starting to work more and actually depending, and also talking to God about how can I do better with finances. Because sometimes I feel like we also, with God, like we talked about last week, a week before last, on God and finance, I talked about how sometimes we just talk to God about our relationships and everything else, relationships and about signs and signals. Sometimes we ask God about our finances, and we, we you know, we leave them out of certain parts, but and putting him in every part, even your finances, and asking like certain questions like, God, should I spend this? Like, even like simple questions like, should I get Starbucks? Should I do this? Like, and I'm not saying since we just have a long prayer, like, oh, da 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 God did this, da 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 Just simply asking him and talking to God, not actually opening a prayer. Because talking to God is just a simple conversation. Because I have simple conversations like, God, just give me a sign of this is not it, or should I make this, should I make this purchase? Putting God in every aspect, and that's the biggest part I learned about having financial independence, along with financial health. And also, um, we all make mistakes at the end. Like we buy stuff that we don't even need. You know, Kanye West says in the song, "We buy stuff that I don't know exactly what the code is, but it's like you know we don't need a lot of stuff we need. If that if I'm right, but yeah, because sometimes some of the stuff we buy is useless and it's not worth buying." You know, we all made mistakes. Like I said, we made mistakes. We're not perfect, you know. But we learn lessons from that at the end of the day. Because it's, it's like, okay, I'll make sure not to buy that ever again. And I'll make sure to um, buy something that's important, that's something that I need. 
so I can refrain myself from not doing it again. So, um, yeah. Something that was always taught to me <clears throat> is, yeah, you can afford it, but can you really afford it? Mm. You could pay for it, but are you going to be hurt on that next bill? Are you going to be struggling for that next bill? Like, you know, make sure. I know they say make sure if you're going to buy something, have it in your account 10 times over. That's a little excessive. But, like, if you're going to have it, if you're going to do it, if you're going to pay for it, make sure you're straight afterwards. Like, would you rather have these kicks or are you really, like, are you trying to um, – Pay this bill, this rent. Like, do you want a roof or do you want kicks? Oh, okay. <laughs> now, you, now you drift out, but you're hungry. Like, yeah. Go eat them fat Balenciagas. Like, what? Yeah, but the question is, like, how do these people have the, like, like... You know what I'm saying? My question is, like, I see these people and start by saying this. Don't let social media fool you because all these people have all the money, have all these nice clothes, but then I be... And I be thinking, like, to myself, how do y'all have the money to buy all these nice stuff? But where does the money also go go from as well? Does it go from school or is it just straight to stuff that you guys be buying? Because if it is, that's a problem. But also, like, there are some people that actually have jobs and actually, you know, smart with spending money and actually know where to spend it. So, but also, like I said, don't let social media fool you, though. And don't let don't ever judge a book by its cover because you know some people actually spend the money spend the money very very not not that way spend the money very wisely and they know what to uh, use it for definitely definitely but then um, also like some of these celebrities and people that are not even celebrities yet living this glam life <clears throat> like. Places like Atlanta, um, New York, L.A., they got the hookup. Like, Atlanta's saying, and Atlanta is, what is it? Home of the flex, never let them see you sweat. Therefore, they flex on people with knowing they got fake Gucci, fake LV, whatever else. But that's the thing. They got the hookup. They know who to go to, where to go to. They get the exact same thing you were wearing for $1,200, but they got it for like 200 and they just know where to go, where to find it, to it look the exact same. That's, that's cool, though. It's like, it still looks legit, except they're paying it for a fourth of the price that you paid it for. So really, they're saving their money. They doing so, it smart, but you doing the smart trying to keep up. You not doing the smart trying to keep up with the Jones. <laughs> can't really afford it so it's like you know what i'm saying so you know you just gotta make smart decisions and half the stuff that people own isn't even there it's just like you just trying to flesh to see like it's yours it's like bro sit down calm down it is not yours bro and the problem that the problem that i have with that is because um um the problem what i have is that because they think they're 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 the stuff they think they're legit they think they're all that like you can lose all that stuff within one day and be on the streets like all that gucci and stuff i can't i can't even afford that i'm a broke college student i already stick. Right now, at least. <laughs> i know i'm just saying 
Yeah, like I, I, every time I shop, I stick to the stores that are affordable and I can yeah. actually pay, pay for. I can, I can go to PacSun. I can go to PacSun hard though. It's hard. You know it. <laughs> I can go. To, I can you go know it's hard. I can go Real Twenty One. I can go to. Uh, what else? Nah, nah, I ain't gonna lie. There's I don't really mess with Real yeah. 21. Really? I, don't really, I don't really mess with Real 21 yeah. style. But PacSun, yeah. hard. Oh, they said the whole Gucci, Burberry, uh, mm-hmm. Versace, and all that other stuff. Yeah, no, that's too much money. That's gonna be like, that can like take out my whole mortgage, my whole taxes and stuff. It's like, yeah, I can't <clears> be doing that. And honestly, <laughs> like, yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather be broke traveling than be broke with $200, $300, $500 shoes on my feet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just at least you get the experience, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I want to talk about this. Sometimes I know people in our age group, people in our age, I know that, like, for our summer, sometimes we're making 13 50 or 12 an hour, which means you're probably working 30 to 40 hours a week, averagely, which means you're probably making 22000 a year or 15000 depending on your financial circumstances. And I see people buying Michael Kors, Coach, in these Jordans, Getting these, uh, getting, getting, getting cars. Unless maybe they can afford it, or maybe their parents. You know, I'm talking about like they're doing. Uh, I'm talking, not even people our age, but people in the age bracket there. They make this much and they're financially independent. And I'm saying, how do we financially independent without over? Because if you're buying a car, for example, you buy, you, you get a car that's, let's say you make twenty two thousand a year. You get a car that's thirty, that's worth forty forty thousand, thirty thousand. That's that's you're getting a car that that is. What, what's the word I'm trying to say? You get in the car that goes over what you make a year, which means your bank loan is probably gonna be. You're gonna owe the bank a lot of money. You owe the bank more money than you're actually making, which is putting you in debt. The bank's okay with it because you gave them a down payment. You gave them a down payment of probably three thousand. You got a good credit score, but at the end of the day, you're still going down in debt unless you're. Unless and one thing I learned about buying a car is if you're gonna buy a car off a lot and lease, not not just lease it or buy to own it. Buy a car that fits what you what you make a year. Yeah, and um, um, all that stuff you said about the MK, the Michael Kors, Coach, and Jordans, that's something that I don't want to be paying for because I used to like want Jordans so bad, and I realized when I got older, I was like, yeah, this is this is not what I want because Jordans they sell the same stuff every time they like revamp it or what's it called? They they sell the same thing. It's like, dude. I can buy some Converse and some Vans. They're like affordable for me to buy, and, and buying that expensive hoopla stuff. So it's like a car. Now I, I definitely know what you mean because I rock out my Converses. I'm a, I don't rock with Vans, but I'll be rocking out my Converses. Yeah, I don't need all them Jordans and stuff because it's like yeah, it's too much money for me to buy. Like that's the same thing. It's like come on now. I got one pair of Jordans, and it was actually a birthday gift. From one of my friends a few years back, I still got them. I think I've only worn them like three times. <laughs> it's but, like, but um, a car, a car should only be I think it's below twenty percent of your yearly income, and then that's what that's the safe spot for a car. If you're going to get a car, the whole car price should be. Now I know it might. Depending on what your financial situation should is is, it might not be a great car, but at the same time, a car should be only under under twenty percent of your annual income. Just to let y'all know, I know we put up a lot of numbers in your ears and everything past few minutes, but yeah, and then at the same time, college students like 
not just college students, like high school students, like really got it good sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes you really got work to feed yourself. People just, their parents can mm. afford it. Exactly, like exactly. there's people out here that working, Work, like really got to hustle, like really got to hustle to work. And like their parents, he wasn't handed to them. But and then the ones that were handed to them, their parents are still giving them money. The parents are still paying for the cars. Parents still paying for everything. And you're working. You getting fifteen thousand dollars a year. What do you need to spend that fifteen thousand dollars a year on? If you start a job when you're sixteen years old, and then from sixteen to eighteen, you're getting fifteen thousand dollars a year. Say you spend a little bit of money, whatever. You still got. You should have twenty thousand dollars in the bank. Twenty thousand dollars in the bank. Go start you a business when you get out of high school. Start like, like a like buy some stocks or something like that. Because I like, I like I started. I like had all the money that I had from like when I was working in the pandemic. I spent it on stocks because, like, I want to, like, invest and, like, build my future. Even though, like, I'm not, like, it's, even though it's not been going nowhere because of inflation lately, um, I'm still going to keep on trusting the process because, you know, it's, it takes a lot, while to let that stock, you know, build up. You know, it's a process. You guys have patience for that. I know, I know we just, I wouldn't say we're just talking, like we, whoever we're reaching, hopefully it's in time, you know, actually listen to what we're saying, because that, that's real math, like $15,000 a year for two years is going to be 30000 you spend 5000 each year, you're going to be left with 10000 a year, therefore you're going to have twenty in your bank account. That's real math, like go ahead and use that money for your benefit, even through college, yeah, you might have a little bit of debt, but if you put $10,000 in your bank account every year through college, now you just went from $20 million to $60 million. I mean, not not million. Take back the million. I meant thousand. I meant thousand. I meant thousand. But you know the problem? But, but there's one problem. So you know have kids who are going to college. So, like, these parents expect them to go to college, but then... And then they think, oh, kids are gonna think, oh, the parents are gonna pay for it. But then they'll be like, oh no, y'all gonna pay for it. That's my problem with that because like, if parents actually have the money for that, then why are you making the kids pay for it? But I understand some of these kids like work, have a job and stuff, and they you know they save up. But I'm in between about that. Yeah, that's because what I'm saying though. Like, if you're a parent and you've done everything you can for this child, and you realize they just have no financial like. Not literacy, no financial literacy, no financial um, structure. Then yeah, I'm gonna pay for your college, but you know, you you 18 now. Go go actually. Put them on a term. I mean, yeah. like my parents gave me like 12. They gave me like six to 12 months to. They paid my rent for six to 12 months, and they gave me rest time to figure out the rest. They gave me See, time to. Yeah. Like, so they do it in advance, so that's really nice. Like. I'm not trying to make it like, uh, I'm not trying to make it like, you know, not trying to like ruffle anybody's feathers or something like that. But that's something that I'm like curious that fascinates me because it's like kids my age are talking about, oh, I paid for college and stuff like that. And then there's like parents who actually pay for everything, you know, because I, I like I'm the only child. My my parents made me pay. For it. They paid everything. They didn't even do anything. But now, like when I get older, I'm going to have to pay like all loans and stuff like that. But that's like something that. Like I get, I like think about sometimes is like, like how these these kids, how do these kids have the financial ability to pay for their own college when their parents like expect them 
though, but they don't want to like give them the money for that from their own bank account. It's it's kind of like I guess say sometimes it's greed, sometimes it's a lesson. I guess you would say. Yeah. yeah. Like for me, for example, like I'm a low income. situations different what they can what they can provide because I know my mother helps me with my rent but she can't pay for college so I have to pay for college myself mm-hmm. she could help me with rent a little bit but now because of because she has gotten had a few incidents she had you know it's a falling and being sick a little bit for now mm-hmm. for now so I have to step up and take some big make some big decisions my dad helps me a little bit but he don't he can't help me enough to where I can put his advice so now I have to make the big initiative to work on my own so, so sometimes it's just Life happens, or sometimes you have to just step up, and because some people, because some people, mothers might be sick, or like I said, my mom's had a few, fair few this year been sick a little bit, and down. So I have to financially step up and take care of myself, so that therefore she's not stressing and going down more and more. She is now. And also, like I, I understand that, and you know, life happens sometimes, and it's like you know, you gotta like get yourself, you gotta like you know, <clears throat> do it your own because like. I'm in this situation, like, you know, I, I said in the past, I lost my dad to cancer my freshman year. And, you know, like, I know there's a lot of my mom, and I'm not trying to make her, like, put even more, I don't want to put her even more stress because, you know, she's paying for all this stuff and all that other stuff, and, you know, my dad's not here. So it's like, I got to do it also on my own as well. So it's like, you got to, like, you got to be careful what you do and stuff because you don't want to, like, mess everything up to the point to where you're putting yourself in a big huge hole so it's like you got to be mindful of your decisions another thing to uh, help i know a lot of our listeners are our age also so whenever you have a child if possible if possible a few ways a couple ways to go ahead and set them up for success go ahead if you're good with your credit you actually care about your credit Go ahead and put their names the day they're born. Go ahead and put their names on your credit. That way they can get their credit up. When they turn 18, they can already have good credit. And then make sure you, with that, make sure you have to, you know, parent them to care about their credit when they turn 18 to keep on that. And then also, uh, if you have good, well enough credit, I've also heard of parents buying a property, a rental property, and having that passive income come in and then putting away some of that passive income for a college fund for your child. That way, you you are not working for that income. That's passive income coming in. You're just putting in an account for your child. And then, on top of that, whenever your child goes to college, you could either sell that property and give them the rest of that money. Like, not Of course, not give them all in one time. <laughs> But go ahead and pay off their college, where they just have to go to school, go to class, whatever else. And then on top of that, you can either use that money to pay off the college, or you can use that money to buy an investment property in the city that they're going to college. 
and then them and the friends or their friends or whatever, roommates, whatever, can rent out the property. Your son has somewhere to live. He's still getting a little bit of passive income coming into his pocket. And yeah. Also like, I think my, I was like really young. My parents opened up a bank account for me. So they like put all that money in so that they can like use it so I can go to college. I think that's what a lot of people should do. And also like there's like scholarship programs as well. Like try to get in there. Cause like, you know, it's like every time you were in high school, you would like see stuff about scholarship programs and like you want your child to like get a free, like a free ride to college. I feel like that's another option. There's like other options as well. Go ahead. A lot of times some parents are scared to put their children out there, but go ahead and challenge your child young. That way they're not gonna be scared of challenges when they get older. Go ahead and put them in these little scholar bowls or put them in these spelling bees you know put their name out there so whenever they get older they can put their name on these little resumes like i've been in this ever since i was in five i've been in this and da 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 because that's what looked good on scholarship applications that's what looked good on college applications i agree i also wanted to add something that i agree with what they both said so like he said like these programs, like for me, I was in this program called Emerald U. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's just a good enrichment program. Like they started like a really young age. So like, you know, they have like sports, like soccer, football, and they also have like after school programs. Like they teach them how to write. They also give them food. So it's just like a, like a good enrichment program. So I feel like parents should start their kids young like you know wanting to love these things like wanting to get into like sports or just it don't have to be sports just whatever like works for them you know what I'm saying and also another thing I would say like it can be hard this is like especially for like my ladies out there and I understand like I feel like also tr like try to save money I know like it's hard like when you're high maintenance like you know lashes nails and all this other stuff and all that stuff honestly is expensive if you look at it like on a yearly basis like how much money people spend on getting their nails done like it's a lot of money you know what i'm saying but i feel like i'm not saying that everybody not everybody knows how to do their own nails or like lashes or hair you know what i'm saying but you could try to learn like honestly you could try to learn if you can because this would save you like over a thousand dollars a year honestly because like this stuff costs a lot so i would say like if you can just save money when it comes to like maintenance the maintenance part it would be really good for you financially which is what i'm trying to do i only say that because i've been trying to learn how to do my own like you know yes. some things yeah nails but some things i still need help with so i'm gonna still go to the salon or whatever but you know yeah or youtube no really like you yeah. i learned how to do my own makeup on youtube so honestly like and now i'm a makeup artist like that's crazy so honestly <laughs> I would say just try to like learn how to do some like maintenance things on your own. So. And also, um, I think Nick, you said something about like kids and stuff, like getting in programs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think this I have a little connection about that. Um, so like I was in, I got older. I was like my teenage. I was getting like my mid or older, whatever it was. So like I was a kid. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Cause like. You know, kids are just figuring out where they want to be. You got some kids actually know what they want to be. And you got some kids who don't know what you want to be. Um, 
you know, it, it's the re it's gonna be hard for your kids to figure out what they want to do in life because it's like, okay, they because they have no idea what they want to get into. For me, for example, for like production, um, I started my I started the church my production stuff in church. Um, at first, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. So like, when I got into the church production stuff, I was like, all right, this this is what I want to do. So like. Find some stuff for you, like using that can spark up your kid's interest and it can help like get you, get your kid a scholarship and stuff and it can like, you can get a whole bunch of connections as well for you to, for your kid to reach to that level. And I feel like that can really like, can be, can play a big role in your child's life. Like the production stuff has helped me, you know, like I did internships and like other stuff that also can help as well. I know this doesn't really have anything to do with finances, but I know we, none of us in this room have a child yet, but I, <laughs> parents, I don't believe parents a lot of times these days, these days, new parents, help guide the children like they're supposed to, like be a guide for your child like a lot of the time parents these days oh they're just going to grow up to be what they want to be or they're going to figure it out or they're going to da 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 but a lot of the times parents and our parents yeah they put us in sports all right you don't like baseball go to football all right you don't like football you're going to finish the season but next year we can try basketball like you know don't just let your kid do whatever and then, because it, it creates bad character. If you're letting your kid, every time they don't like a sport, every time they don't like a school, just taking them out and putting them wherever you want to put them every single time in the middle of the whole thing, that's just creating bad character most of the time. And I mean, I think it would help, like it would help men grow up to be men because they're not giving up on their families because they gave up on everything else. It would help a lot of times women be women because I can't give an example on that. But, <laughs> yeah. But do you got any inputs? On that? Yeah, I agree with what you said because I feel like, it, like it's, yes, it's good. I know that they want to help their, key, their kids succeed like in sports and like not other stuff like gang banging or whatever lord forbid you know so like but i feel like like he said they should like they shouldn't just force them to do it just because it's what they want them to do you know what i'm saying like they should want their kids to like do something wholeheartedly like something that they love they should ask them like hey like if you had an option to choose say between football or basketball which sport would you choose and then you know go support them in that decision because at the end of the day it's their life to live anyway and not like try to pressure them or force them to do something just because it's what makes them happy so yeah don't let don't force your child or nothing like that but at the same time what i was saying don't let them go about life haphazardly like just flam their arms just whatever happens today whatever happens today that's not how anybody in this room is the reason why we're in this room is because somebody cared about us to not let them go about their day just half haphazardly. Um, which one of y'all said support your child? Was it you, Lene? Probably. Yeah, the, the problem with 
some of these parents they don't support what their kid what they kids oh my gosh can i speak some mm -hmm. parents don't support what their kids want what they want to do and that bothers me because my parents support my whole production set is like go if you want to do it go do it because i support you and and then these kids end up making it because the parents think they ain't gonna make it because stuff they're doing the next thing you know they're like millionaires and stuff and then like some of these kids cut their parents off because they didn't support them because they weren't doing their job as parents to take care of them and their parents be like well you know uh you still owe me all this other stuff i said well if you still would support me and you should like been there for me I would have, you know, took you out, but take you out of the area that you were in. But then, because it's like if you don't support somebody, they're probably, especially if it's like your your parent, like you. I feel like that's the first person you look for validation. You know, like you, they're supposed to give you the validation and love that you need. They should. That's why I feel like people start looking for validation in other people because their parents didn't give them validation, and I feel like that creates a very unhealthy and very toxic relationship between the the parent and the child so you have a point i feel like the parents should be the one giving them validation in that even if it's not what they want but it's like that's what makes them happy just supportive and you don't know their future they could be like i said they could be a millionaire you just never know and it's not only that and you got friends and other people like other people as well you know they clown them for stuff that they're doing and they see you know they you see they see them on tv you see them richest richest ever it's like, like, where were you when I needed support, when I needed help? Like, you were nowhere to be found. See, if we we need people that are actually going to support these kids and support what they do, we need them to also be a positive role model for them as well. And we need them to, like, get them to the direction where they need to go so that one day they can look back saying i helped that kid out i made made sure that he needed to go where he needed to go and boom he's there joe you got anything to say um, no i just agree with i agree i agree with everything y'all have said with that being what well, y'all done y'all anything more y'all add on say from the court any last words from the court with that okay so um i want to talk a few minutes on understanding Budgeting, I call it like a little breakdown. So I feel like a lot of times also finances, we tend, I think a bu budgeting is probably the best thing I think I learned, how to budget. And I'm gonna use an example, this is not my finances. So let's say, this is how the whole month of your paycheck, you're making about, let's say you work, let's, I mean, let's say you work at Walmart, you're like a, you're a team lead and you're making, let's say, you usually team leads with like 16 an hour, so at Walmart, so basically, Basically, you probably that whole paycheck. You probably making like, let's say for the month out of that whole month paycheck, you probably making two thousand five hundred to maybe three thousand. Two hundred, we gonna say, right? This is an example. So let's say your rent is seven eighty nine a month, and your car payments is three fifty, and then your insurance. It's not Actually, I got it. And then somebody can, somebody can calculate this one right now. And then your insurance is, let's say it's, let's say your insurance is two fifty. Actually, let's be realistic. Let's say it's three hundred. There's some insurances. Let's say two sixty five. Let's say your insurance is two fifty five. And then you got your phone bill. Your phone bill, let's say it's mine is one ten, so one ten. 
1500 that's 
They be acting like you get so much free stuff in college. They just bad. don't tell you about it. I nothing. feel bad sometimes with some <laughs> stuff like in college, like it's like it's free, and, like you can access it and go into the like actual mm-hmm. stuff. It's like dang. Yeah. Like, nah. They just don't tell you about nothing. You get a lot of stuff. You get the hookup in college. You just gotta like find out, you know. <laughs> Every other week you get a T-shirt. That's your wardrobe right there. Oh uh, no, for real. <laughs> so many like opportunities. <laughs> But more, they got like all the some of the frozen stuff. They got like, and they also got like other stuff as well. It's like I don't have to go to the store and go buy all that stuff. I can just go. go I'm there. sitting here thinking about what I'm about to wear to graduation. I might just pull up the Bucky's closet tomorrow. Yeah, you might. <laughs> <laughs> that, I used to work inside. They actually had some nice stuff, by the way. Yeah, I think like, like, they got they got some of the clothes. Some you got you got to look around because some of the clothes are like clothes old people will wear. But you got to look around and find that right outfit. Bucky's closet. Bucky closet is like on. The, I used to work in the university career services last semester, so it's like on the second floor in the carrier center. You walk in the carrier center, just ask somebody, ask the receptionist front of where the Bucky's closet is. You got to make an appointment too. Online. Dang, that's- <laughs> Like it can, it can get you outfits for interviews. Where are you trying to go? And you know what's crazy? Because I had no idea. You know what's crazy? And you get to keep the clothes after this. <laughs> you know what's even crazier? These students at ATSU acted stingy with it. Because if you look online, it's booked up for like the next two months. Therefore, somebody is going to Bucky's closet and not telling nobody. Not telling nobody. If this thing is booked up for the next two months. Yes. <laughs> Because whenever I find out about it, me and Honestly, my dude. I used to work the early morning at 7 in the morning. I'd be in the, you sure they not? Because I would never have an appointment early in the morning. You sure you, have you looked in the morning times? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because me and my ace needed something for the probate. And we was about to go to Bucky's closet. But it was booked up for the next two months. Sometimes they take walk-ins. They take walkies. You be graduating, like, I don't even want to go to uh, what's it called? Um, uh, them, them dress stores and stuff because you know they be expensive. It's like uh, I don't get that type of money. <laughs> you talking like, about men's warehouse or whatever? Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, I'll be like, okay, is Bucky's available? Is Bucky's book like? Get their book, like, ah. Uh. Nah, you a different kind of bougie if you just go shop at Ben's Warehouse. Like, you not just going for a man, man tuxedo or not like that. You actually going to go shopping? Yeah, that's yeah. Actually, there's, there's the goodwill. I mean, that's goodwill. the only hope. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's the only hope. I would like to get to a point one day where I just go into Men's Warehouse just to shop. Like, I mean, not going. I'm sure you will mm. soon, you know. And at the same time, <laughs> I, I, I don't really care that much about clothes. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. I feel I want. I, sometimes I be feeling like J Cole, because like it's like you know I don't even care. I just want to just make. I just want to live my life. Yeah, two fifty. So we down. We down to three hundred dollars. You haven't put nothing in the savings. Yes, I did. I said one fifty for savings. Just one fifty in the savings. How you put more food into groceries than savings? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, let's, let's, I this is just an example of which everyone fits your financial situation. Right. Like for me, sometimes, for my, I put like 62 to 100 in my savings, and I've been doing it for every paycheck I get. Just yeah, it's just like however much you have. Because I'm just trying to make sure we understand like the budget and process. So now we're down to what? Didn't we talk about where you're supposed to pay yourself first? Remember that? Yeah, we talked about it. 
Yeah, because I thought you should make sure you you take out some for yourself and then pay your bill. Like make sure that you you know like pay yourself first and then. But you pay yourself first is your fun time, isn't it? Yeah. I, I've always been a firm believer of work hard, play hard. Like, my fun time would come at the end. Like, I'm not even really, I'd rather put, you You put $400 in the fun time and 250 I know it's you're a zing. Why? My, I'm going to say, what could we do better with this budget example? And you're already like, you know. Well, my fault, my fault. Damn, now, you, now you live your life, but you're starving. Like, why you that fabulous? Let me, let me lead into this. Well, we got $300, y'all. So you're at $300. Sorry, my fault. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we're spending $300 on food. $2,500. $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2
to, you know, pay for I can, it. I can see you getting like a little bit like a expensive, more on the expensive side of like a Toyota because those are known as durable cars and everything like that. You know, you're just, just like Lene said, you're not trying to get a car, you know, to break down on you every week, you know. Yeah. That's why you got like a, a decent car or whatever. But if you out here flexing with a Ferrari that you can't afford, now that priorities are out of mind. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like I cannot buy a car that's like worth more than my mortgage and my rent. I want a car that's like. Right, because I'm sure like maybe in the future you you will be able to afford it, but maybe right now God is just saying slow down and just trust the process. You know what I'm saying? And what bothers me is people be making fun of people driving cars and stuff. It's like that's the only thing I have God gave me, and that's something that gets me to places. Right, because at least like, you have one. Some people don't even have one. Like, people you know, be making fun of cars and like, like you really look goofy. I'm not going to lie. It's like, Why you know, you know another point point That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, dude. You don't understand their financial. Like, they don't even understand the situation. So he's like, you can't make fun of somebody else because there's kidding. millionaires in Hondas right. and there's millionaire like, and there's broke people in Ferraris. Yeah, for, so it's like, <laughs> be for real. Like, would you rather be this or that? Cause that's kind of goofy if you think about it. Like, right, goofy, like, goofy. Yeah, no, really. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me say, this is my budget sheet. My cousin actually gave me this budget sheet. And on this budget sheet, I have tides, food, entertainment, slash extra subscriptions, then total. You kind of make this your own, and then I have the es- how what I estimate what I estimate myself to spend in this month on all this stuff right here with tides, besides being my church, giving the church, being food entertainment, subscriptions, and then the total, how much you, you know, so how much you expect to spend, what you actually spend, and the difference of what you have left. So you spend $50 on the ties? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, okay. $50 a month? That's important. Out of the month, because I know they say 10%, but it's really, I also say what you can do. So when I was out of month, I try to get 50, max is 50. That's really good, though, because I don't, I don't get it. It's a matter <laughs> of, I'm not trying to like like put, put my whole bank account in there. So like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to be I'm, like. I'm a firm believer because God has took care of me, especially in college. Like it's crazy the stuff I've done as a college student. It's all glory to God. Yeah. So I definitely I go to church more now than I have in the past year due to work. But now that I, because I prayed about actually being able to go to church, because I've had a lot of bosses that would let me go to church. They, I actually, when I got hired off to my job, they said you can't have the job unless you can work Sundays. I needed the job at the time, so I just took it. But now that I have a boss that lets me off on Sundays, all glory to God. I, I, I pay my tax, my tithes. I'm so glad. Like, I don't want to be like curious, like how much y'all pay. Like I don't want to be like to the point. Yeah, like I pay anywhere from ten to twenty. All right, good, because it's like. mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes I'll be like, it's either 5 to 10. Cause it's like, I don't want to like... Just whatever you can, you, you know, you can do. Yeah, like, like I said, just don't put your whole bank account in that whole time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm a firm believer, like, if you're doing it for the right reasons, like, you know... You it's all about the heart, so. It's, it's mean, about the heart. It's about the heart. So yeah. if you're doing it without the expectation that, that somebody is, that you guys going to give it back to you, just like financially, because God will give it back to you in a different way than others just financially. And I think a lot of people just say, oh, I'm going to give, oh, I'm going to give, oh, $1,000, and he's going to give me like 
two thousand dollars back. That's a that's a lot of things that a lot of these popular preachers they preach that so they can get more money in their church and just take the money and cash it out. So that's a lesson. That's another that's another topic for another day. Yeah. <laughs> I can go on. I know some, some of them shouldn't be behind the pulpit though. I can tell you that because I've seen a pastor. Like I don't know, you know who this is. White pastor. I think his name is Kenneth Copeland. He's asked his church to give him money to get a jet, a church jet, and he's the only one who rides it and people around him. Damn. You know See, that's what I'm saying. That's why some of these pastors shouldn't be behind the pulpit. You know what? Like they're that. saying, it's many are called, but few are actually chosen. <laughs> I, I heard the other day that T.D. Jakes' company is actually over the shade. Okay, that's a, that's a, I looked that up. That's a lie. That's a lie. Uh, I can believe what? it. I can believe Be it. Is I know, okay. what? The so, so there's a lot of companies. That's a conspiracy. That is a conspiracy. That is no, conspiracy. So, so listen. Have you, do you let's know not, about third-party companies? Let's not damage companies? our names. <laughs> no, do you know about third-party? I'm sure you know about third-party yeah, companies. I do know. I know. So, so That's why yeah. I don't yeah, the shade room is not tied to TJ Jakes's company, but what company is TJ Jakes over that's over the shade room? That's what it's. Can you please? It's like an umbrella. I hope that ain't true. Yes. I hope that ain't true. I don't think it's true. I just, I do. I mean, with a third party thing might be true, but I don't know. Yeah, because there's a I bunch really of companies. To I listen to his daughter more than I listen to him. Yeah. yeah, I listen to his daughter when I listen to him. So yeah, because there's a bunch of like companies or whatever, like umbrella companies. Like yeah, you work for the school has Sodexo, but who owns Sodexo and who owns that and everything? Yeah, That's what. Partnership that you know they agree with yeah. each other. I didn't know somebody said that TDJ is not too far from the campus that uh, the shade room was run by. I know it's in the same city, but. Hey, I hope that ain't true. <laughs> I don't really hope it ain't see, true. Shade, <laughs> you see, shade room, is, shade room is ignorant because I don't follow them. They're, 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 they're nothing but culture vultures. That's what they culture are. Vultures. And they'd be, you know, they'd be so quick to post about something that just happened like two seconds later. I'd be like, it's like they, they have people sitting there waiting to post, like, post about stuff. But dang, that's so quick. They'd be so quick. But so half the stuff they'd be posting ain't even true. Some of the stuff they're just trying to stir up more trouble. Like so. drama. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, I hope this ain't true. Like, bro. I don't even, that's why I don't even follow them. Yeah. This is a bunch of hogwash stuff. Drama. We need a camera up in here because if you could see Joe's whole little uh, spreadsheet right here, you'd think we in here in the stockbroker media. I'm no, trying to tell you. Hey, who's doing our marketing? Can I do the marketing? Yeah, I was saying. I thought that was my job. Why should I even have to ask? Like, come on now. I don't even mean to send you videos, but I forget. I forget. I'm sorry. But like, like I was saying, like the estimated expenses actually spent in difference. So like, did I actually put a difference on here? Yeah, I did. Okay. So let's say, like, let's say with food, you spent $30 on food. And you actually spent 20 which means your difference is 10 So you have 10 extra dollars in your bank account, right? Then let's say entertainment extras. You have, let's say you, you spent $20. You es estimate you're going to spend 20 in um, <clears throat> entertainment. And you actually spent 10 which gives you a $10 difference again. So it's a matter of, it's also a big way to help you build more money into your bank account that you can probably like, put, put more into your savings or just in general. And in total, you had a total difference of $50, and you spent $100. You expected yourself to spend $150, but you actually spent $100, which gives you $50 extra dollars. You could either reward yourself or put it back in your savings. What I would do, I probably put that in my savings and reward myself with like a nice little Starbucks drink or something. That's, that's the best little way to break down your budget. This is called the budget breakdown. This will be posted on 
into it. I want to have a talk and talk link tree. This will always be in our talk and talk link tree about your weekly budget just to help you start off a budget. And also, we have a savings area. So, how much out of this, you know, monthly period did you save? So, that's the budget breakdown, guys. I'm going to take a break and we'll be right back. And you can, we'll be right back. Enjoy the commercial. Welcome back to Talk Store where we toss in topics and talk about it. <laughs> Why y'all laughing? The way, the way you bucked up at that phone. What the phone do to you? Well, this is why we need a camera up in here. Nothing but. Nothing but. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. I'm going to mention that when we, when we stop quick. Okay. I'm going to ride my show too because I have to get I know my memory is bad. Okay, camera. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Um, we're gonna talk about credit. So what's you know credit, 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 credit. credit that's so, some that's something you should not mess around with yeah, at all. Your credit score can go from it can get you a house or to three hundred and twenty real quick. Let me tell you. Let's say you got you got you got three three payday loans. Uh, let's you you got student loans. You let that stuff add up, you be, baby. You gonna be paying. You gonna have to pay ten thousand dollars of down payment on your car. Because credit is really how you get a lot of things in the side to like how you get cars, how you get everything. And maintaining the perfect credit. And I feel like in black households and as in black parents, we don't talk about credit. Because I feel as if I'm not comparing white households. I'm just, I don't know how their, their households are. But I can't speak. I don't think we talk about credit enough. I just They just say don't get it. But really, credit is the biggest part of how you get things in a society. Yeah. So and a lot of Americans are in credit debt. That's, that's the sad part. We get credit cards. Americans also. And we get credit cards, and you have a three hundred dollar limit. Let's say you. Have, I'm gonna change. Let's say you have a five hundred dollar limit. You're only supposed to spend less than half of it. But you, and you spend your whole limit. Now you owe them five hundred dollars. Then plus the interest, and you're only playing. Let's say the minimum is twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars. Uh, the payment. Payment plan. What you call it? The minimum payment. The minimum payment is on twenty five dollars. And as you're paying that, your it's still the interest is still going up. For example, at one point I was in credit card debt. I, I went over about three hundred dollar limit, and it just kept going up. I ignored it, and it went up to like four hundred and almost ninety nine dollars. Oh yeah, the more you ignore it, also like one thing I learned, whether that's a ticket or whatever, it's gonna go up in interest. So you pretty much be paying more. So you better off just paying the amount, you know, what you can like before it's due instead of waiting, because like. You're just gonna have to pay more, so you know. Don't get a credit card that you know. Let's say you make it. Let's say at that time I started making an average paycheck of six hundred dollars, and my limit was like it was three hundred. I was going over, and I was spending, and I just maxed it out. And then I'm over here paying twenty five dollars per payment, but I wait. I waited a while because I said it, it can wait, but I didn't realize that as it, it was just going up. As I was saying, it can wait. So be careful and look at the interest rates. Interest rates. Interest rates are key killer parts. So I'm gonna go ahead and let y'all add on. I said what I got to say. So talk about it. Getting a credit card is probably the best thing I could have done. But at the same time, I did it through my bank account, and they offer a really good. Uh, Eastman Credit Union, um, they offered a really good uh, credit card service. Um, it's no interest at all as long as you pay the payment before the payment due date. And so therefore, by the time I was, I've been working on my credit with that credit card 
and I got a loan because I had to fix my car. You know, it's three thousand dollars. I got a loan for that. That's what really got my credit up started, I guess you'd say. And then I got a credit card right after that. And that credit card, I've been working on my credit ever since 18. And I've better credit than some 50-year-olds, thank God. But that's because don't be scared of credit cards. Be scared to mishandle credit cards. <laughs> yeah, because um, a lot of people be using the credit cards for the wrong reasons. And it's just like, yo, why are you doing this? Like, trips. Mm-hmm. actually, using credit cards on trips is not bad. It's just a matter of you can pay it off. Yeah. As long as you're being wise with it, like you know, just pay it off. I mean, pay your bill on time or whatever. Um, just, sorry, my fault. Oh, go ahead. Um, like my mom said, use your credit card for emergencies. You know, but um, but I feel like, in my opinion, I said don't spend it on stupid stuff. It's like expensive. That's gonna like make you lose so much money. A way to help you, I guess say, if somebody that, a way to help somebody that possibly is an impulsive spender or whatever, if you just really can't control your money like that, go ahead and put the limit on the credit card. We was talking earlier about your fund money or whatever you want to call it. Go ahead and put the limit on the credit card under that limit. Say your fund money is $500 for the month, $200 for the month. Go ahead and put that limit under that $500 and then for making a $300 credit card limit. Therefore, you most likely can pay that off. And that's up to you. If you do it or not, you got to be disciplined to do it. <laughs> but, Discipline. Financially wise. Discipline. Mm-hmm. Okay? Be disciplined. people in the past they have like they have like debt issues with credit cards and it's like yeah I don't want to be like you so for sure and that's no, another no. thing black people we talk about debt like we're so scared of well I don't want I, I was about to I was about to say white people with a such like aggression let me take out the aggression out loud <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of white people love debt because debt is what got them their business. Debt mm. is, they look at debt in a different type of way. So a lot of people look at debt in a different way. We have a negative content with it, connotation with it, content, how to pronounce it. And white people. They know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Usually listen to speech. But people that are, have financial literacy, let me say that. People that was raised in financial literacy will take a, loan out, $300,000, $500,000 loan out in a heartbeat to buy that rental property because they know they're going to make $1,700 in passive income off that a month. 
don't be scared to do something like that. What, as long as you know that you're making it for real, you know? Exactly. Like, make sure you're actually making it and that you're not going to be struggling. Well, I wouldn't take $500,000 out just to take $500,000 yeah, out. But I'm going to take $500,000 out to buy a rental property. I would love to do that. That's my goal, to get $2,500 in passive income by the time I'm 25. That's just the minimum goal. I would like to get to like 10000 to be honest. You gotta start somewhere. I exactly. Mean, start, start small. Exactly, exactly. And with God, I, I believe it's possible. it's possible. Yeah, you're really right. And I get what he's saying. Like, it's also good that you, he has this minimum goal, but maybe what if God wants to double that? You might end up with like 600000 You know what I'm saying? Like, God can do the impossible. Like, for me, like, it's just this certain lifestyle I want to live in, like, obviously right now, like, I'm in school, so I can't live that yet. But I know all things are possible with God, so I'm just trusting that he's going to make it possible. So. Don't limit yourself into school. I know you're doing what you're doing to be an entrepreneur, and you're doing a great job. I'm so proud of you, Lene. Thank you. But don't, there is millionaires still in college. Don't limit yourself. You got a whole nother year in college. Be a millionaire in college. You Show the see, campus. See, I think it's possible. I know that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like, because, see, I come from, like, my parents. Like, they feel like, oh, you're in school. You're not going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, they have this very limited mindset. That's what it is. Like, my, my family has a very limited mindset. They feel like, and it makes sense because, like, it's the norm. Most college students don't, are not millionaires, and they don't just get rich. But I feel like I can just break her, like, I'm a generational curse breaker, or I feel like I'm not meant to be like everybody else. So this, I feel like I can do it. You feel me? Like, <laughs> and I see what you're saying. It's like, you get, you got, so like, like, sorry, my fault. Oh, no, go ahead. So, like, I see what you're saying because you're saying don't let that, so you're saying, like, don't let, like, hard times, you know, bring you down. You know, use that stuff as motivation and get to the next level. I like what you said because, you know, people who started off debt, they didn't think they were going to make it out. Here they are now, millionaires, millionaires and they pay all that off. 80% of millionaires in America are self-made. 80% are self-made. Therefore, you can do it too. Thank you, man. See, you. this is all the encouragement I need. I'm going to remember too, like, one day, like, we were having this this uh, talk and here I am now, like, living that dream. So, I yeah. definitely believe it's possible. They didn't say that. A lot of things are picture quick. Your credit is a credit. It's payday loans. Them payday loans, especially them under, them under, under, under below ones that don't have to follow state laws and state rules, they, they can charge you high interest. But let's say you get a $300 loan, and at the end, you owe them $1,500. So, and even cash in the USA, that's probably one of the most popular payday loans I know of. You get, I've gotten a loan for the $600. Now, it definitely feels like that high. But you let that sit sit there for a while, it can get up to a thousand, two thousand, however you let it sit there. It's just a and they give you in payment installments to help you pay it off. And it's different. Like for example, I know like I think it's called spot loans, something like that. They're like one of them below they have to follow state law. So they'll call you, they'll blow your phone up and <laughs> sorry, sorry. They blow your phone up and you probably ask three hundred dollars somehow in the end, because they're gonna give you small payments to pay back, unless you pay it back in full. They got, in the end, you probably owe them, like I said, $1,000 to $800 in total because they have high interest and their interest rate is high. Another thing is that affects your credit score getting a car. 
especially because they look when they give you when the banks look at they look at your credit score history. Because me and Chantel over the break, we actually went car searching. I'm making house my story. We car searching because I'm actually looking. I'm in the process of you know get my finance ready, getting my to get a car. So I was looking at cars. Chantel was looking at her future car and what she want. And the finance wise, he was telling us a lot of times. Sometimes the best financial option. A lot of people don't like to do it, but really it's leasing a car because sometimes you lease a car. You can, with leasing, you can take it back within two years, whether with, with owning the car, you're paying the owner within the next seven years. Yeah. And most of the time, we really don't keep that car for the next seven years unless you're the, you know, wiser. Yeah, and with Toyota, like cars like Toyota's, like you were saying, that's where we went. Toyota's last a long time, just like Honda's, they last forever. So they're really great investments, whether you're leasing it or not. You can take a Toyota back, like, oh, and I can trade it out for a new car. And it's based on your credit score. If you have a good that's credit, right. you can maintain it. And it builds your credit. Like they told me, like in this time, because, you know, with loans, like, you know, having loans actually, I didn't realize it actually brings your credit score down because you haven't paid it off yet. Like I know they know you're going to pay it off, but. Since they're still there and reoccurring, then you know that definitely brings it down. But like you said, if you lease it, it's better because you can also have the choice to trade it out for a different one as long as you're making those monthly payments on it. So you don't feel pressure to keep it if you want to change, it, uh, switch yeah. it out. Another thing we're having, no, no, we're having loans. I'm sorry. I don't know. Sorry. We're having loans on your car. <laughs> Wait. Well, nothing about having loans in your car. I mean, loans and trying to get a car is that if you have open loans, it opens that open. They know they market as open inquiries. So they're going to look at that and see how many open inquiries, your payment history, how well you pay people back. And if you don't pay people back well, they're going to expect you to pay a lot of a big down yeah, payment. Your debt to income ratio is a real thing. Debt to income. Yeah. So, yeah, your debt. Whenever you try to get a loan or whatever, your debt to income ratio. Usually your um, college loans don't really have affected too big because, you know, what is it? I think it's like 70%, 60% of Americans have college loans and probably going to keep college loans to the day they die because yeah. a lot of people don't pay them. But Dang. That's crazy. <laughs> six figures in, in loans. Like, I'm trying to have six figures, not six figures, six figures in, in loans. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a big thing when you try to go get the next loan or whatever for like a house or something like that, your debt to income ratio. But at the same time, I would rather, instead of me spending $200 for the next 20 years leasing a car, yeah, I'm getting a brand new car every single year, but if I spend $200 next five years, think about the next 15 years, if I'm putting away $200 a month, I could put that into a rental property. Yeah. And then I'm getting passive income after that. And I can get whatever car I want after that. Honestly, I feel like you're just going to manifest this passive income. Like you're speaking it. I think it's just going to happen for you. Like you're speaking into existence as we speak. So I think you're going to go far with that. You're going to get passive income. I agree with Sam. Nothing about Lisa. He was saying a startup for college students. Because when you think about it, because you can set a mileage or how much you expect to spend on that car. You can set, you know, because most colleges, we're not going over no, you ain't using no over 150 miles, 1,000 miles. If you college are, students, we're driving everywhere. But you drive <laughs> there in a small city, in a small city. If you're in a local, it's not that far though. We're talking yeah. about, we talk about trips in the springtime. Oh, we talk spring. about trips in the summertime. <laughs> yeah, but we're oh. not driving in the wintertime. In the wintertime. <laughs> But you I'm gotta think about the the mileage is not gonna dollars. average. Let's he really said one thousand one thousand. But you already gonna get that car with fifty thousand on it, and then the average is ten thousand a year. If you taking three trips a year, that's already 
That's why you said like, you, know. you gotta set out for them three trips. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, that's, that's why it. you have You're to done. plan it in advance, though, so, you know, to see, because you can have car payments, maybe. Sometimes you have to miss out on a trip. You should be real with yourself. It's or like, it's like you're on a business trip, you know, you gotta like travel. You gotta, unless like, they're paying you. But with Lisa, yeah. I hope so. You can see yeah, if you like right. it. Because sometimes you get the car and you don't really you like you don't really like it after that. You can get the car for three then years and then, your after, and then you come back and you can either decide you want to keep the car or get another one. And most people, like my grandparents, they lease to own their car. And like right now, my granny owns this car. It's in good conditions. What if you end up not liking it, like you said? You lease the only you try to you try to get a newer and different one. And yeah, it's I think it has everything has its pros and cons. Like owning a car has its pros and cons, and leasing this car is just what, what what works best financially for you. Last thing we said, did y'all know there's there's apps like uh, Flex and uh, Defended. I forgot to say it. But these apps, there's other ones out there. These apps will pay your rent for you on the first, but then they break it down in the payments. So you know how you get payment plans with your actual rent company? You know, with those, you can sometimes, depending on the company, they give you late fees if it's over like a certain date. With these these apps, it's kind of like a credit card. But it's a, let's say you get a $2,000 limit. you have to pay them back, though. Yeah, two, you get a $2,000 limit. It just depends on your credit score. And let's say your rent is five fifty nine. Five forty nine, and you're paying your rent. You pay your rent with them, but you break it down in monthly and weekly payments to pay them back. So they break that down halfway for you. But in, to the to the company, to your rent company, your bills are full. Your rent is paid in full, but you still owe them money. It's a good way because you don't owe them interest until after until after the the month passes. You paid that rent for that whatever bill you paid. You know what I'm saying? It's a good option if you if you're, if you're struggling. And you have a good credit score. It's also a good way to build your credit score too, because it makes it look like you're actually paying the rent, but you're, you know, in full on time. It gives you on time payment courtesy, but you still gotta pay them back on time, so it won't affect you. I saw something like that on Instagram Reels the other day. <clears throat> it was something like Afterpay, and then there's like if you don't have any bills or if you don't have any money to get groceries for the month, go ahead and go into Afterpay. And then, you ain't got no money for groceries. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it gets hard out here sometimes. I mean, yeah. Cause sometimes yeah. a lot of people, I think it's, I think I think it's that pinch percentage. A lot of people live in paycheck. paycheck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, as a man. college student, sometimes you don't have a choice. Right. But, you know. but go on to Afterpay. I've not done it, so don't quote me on this. But go on to Afterpay, and then you can go ahead and get. Um, a Walmart gift card, and then you, with that Walmart gift card, you can get groceries, gas, whatever, whatever you need. And then, say it's like a hundred dollar gift card, your afterpay you have afterpay for four months, or you can do a payment plan of four months. So, spend as instead of spending that hundred dollars that you don't have, go ahead and get that gift card or whatever, use afterpay, and you're spending $25 for the next four months and you're getting a hundred dollars that first month or whatever to pay for whichever you need to pay for. That's also a good thing also. Okay. With that being said, you have anything else you want to add to it? Say questions, comments, concerns? I just really like this conversation. It's very insightful. Yep. So I hope whoever this reaches like they take they take into consideration. Yeah. And be smart with your decisions. Don't let them eat you alive. You know, keep make sure what's make sure what's right and what's wrong. Don't because, let the crackheads get you. <laughs> or don't let the enemy get inside you. Don't don't let these credit cards eat you alive and dead. Eat you alive like your man be in you at night. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, Evan, well, here you go again. Evan, you still have me talking about like, oh give me God. out of the pocket like that. <laughs> okay, well, that's all jokes aside. With all jokes aside, thank you for listening to another episode of Toss and Talk. Hope you join our 21 days of believing in God challenge, believing that God can do the, because all things are possible because we believe in God. What was impossible is now made possible Amen. with Him. So Amen. let's start this challenge starting today of 21 days of believing in God, leading all the way up to Resurrection Sunday 2023. And this is going to be a yearly challenge that we're going to start doing. And you're going to see video, video, you're going to see videos of us talking about what we're believing God to do and all these different things. Thank you guys for listening to Talk I'll see you guys at Revival Night, or we'll see you next week for another episode of Talk to Talk. See you guys later. Love ya. Bye. Y'all want to say any bye words? Deuces. Stay blessed. Here. Be safe, and we're still here by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Bye. What's up, guys? We hope you enjoyed this episode of Toss and Talk. We thank you so much for your viewership and toss, and you are what makes Toss and Talk possible every single week. Don't forget to stay connected and follow us on Instagram at, at Toss and Talk. And remember to always live in the moment and enjoy the view. This is Nick signing out. Have a blessed day.